Hi, ladies. Are you excited to Hello. have a podcast? Yes. Yeah. Very excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. Welcome to Reimagining Work from Within. I'm smiling ear to ear because I'm joined by two colleagues, two fellow within partners, Kendall Clifton Short in Bozeman, Montana, and Nikki DeVette in France, eating her baguettes. How are you both? Say hello. Hello. Bonjour. Hi. Bonjour. <laughs> or bonsoir, actually, I think. Hey, Nick. How are Great you? Great to have you both here. Good. Doing really well. So happy to be kind of closing out our podcasting, our first year of podcasting with the two of you. Really excited to have this conversation with you today. We're going to be talking about how to bring intention to your growth in 2023 and beyond. And really, for us, this content is quite evergreen. It's really about growing with intention, growing in a meaningful way for you and your people, which could be true in a quarter of a year or the kickoff of a year or the end of a year. So we happen to be now in December 2022, thinking a lot about our 2023 strategy and supporting our clients to think about their 2023 growth strategy. So we've been talking a lot about bringing intention to our growth. And the idea today is to go, kind of go through the steps in which we do that, but give the two of you a chance to really share some of your experiences facilitating and coaching some of these conversations and perhaps even bring in some of the client stories of, of how you've supported the leaders in our community to grow with intention. Sound good? Let's do it. All right. Yeah, sounds great. And congrats on the year of podcasting. Well done, us. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's been a fun year, a fun year. Mm -hmm. And I feel we've gotten almost all the voices across the partnership on the pod, which is been a big goal of mine to make sure we hear from all of our corners of the world of how we're supporting leaders. So excited to have the two of you here. It's going to be Go great. sneak us in quickly before the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Who didn't, who didn't we hear from yet? Let's capture those. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got, I mean, Kendall, you, it's not out yet, but you've just done a podcast from your event last week in Bozeman, right? Right. Yeah. That's exciting. I feel like I'm, I'm going from no podcasting to like podcasting all the time so that's yeah. quite exciting for me yeah and we actually did one at the beginning Kendall in February and from Denver in, after our Denver event yeah that was great yeah good all right so Nikki this is your first time on the pod though right yes apart from that I read out one of our my blog post like right yeah, good. and we have good. another recording coming up in the next couple of weeks as well hey Nick. so it's that's podcast right. central yeah yeah I love it. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk about our topic of today, how to bring intention to your growth in 2023 and beyond. And we're really kind of tying this to a recent blog post that we put out, which kind of went through a four-step process of how we do that with the leaders in our community. And so I thought, we've got the blog. Let's talk about how we actually do that and bring some storytelling to it from the two of you. So I'll got, kind of go through the steps and I've got some questions to ask you that kind of go along with each step. And I'd love to hear your stories from your corners of the world. So step one is all about reflection. So the looking back and the learning from what you've been through and what you've done. So maybe I could hear from Kendall first and we'll hear from both of you and kind of switch back and forth. But 
What are some of the ways that you support leaders to reflect? And in that, what might be some of the questions you'd ask them to help them reflect, to look back and learn? Well, I think there's also another question of like, why would we look back and learn, right? That we really need to understand before we can dive in. And I think the, you know, the, the definition of insanity is continuing to do what we've always been doing and expecting a different result. So reflection is really the key to inform or shape how you might choose to stop doing some things or, or start doing them differently. So I think there's a a bunch of creative ways that you can do this really the world is your oyster in terms of like how how crazy and how aligned with sort of who you are as a company do you want to be there's a local company in town here that is all about the outdoors and they do such a fabulous job of building outdoor narrative into everything they do when people have roles then they're sort of like um, travelers or their you know route finders etc and so I think you know you you can find a bunch of beautiful metaphors or ways to do your reflection in in a way that's really meaningful to your organization so for them it might be like okay let's go back over the map of where we've been over the last year and really pick out some highlights of you know what happened at different points of the journey and what would we what is there for us to 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 learn and grow from and what what were the things we want to celebrate and what what are the things that like actually we want to forget but have rich learning before we forget them so that we can really start to think about well what is worth continuing to do and continuing to bring with us into the future what is something that we like the essence of but perhaps we didn't nail it so we might want to do it slightly differently and what can we just like let go of because it's really not serving us. Great. I love that idea of bringing in like the personality of your company of like, if you're that kind of outdoor company, bring in some of that nuance of, and the metaphor of it and using that as a reflection. I really like that. What about you, Nikki? What are some ways you support leaders in reflecting and looking back and learning? Yeah, it's such a great question. I think similarly to Kendall, I feel what is so important are the conditions in which you are doing the reflecting in. So what kind of environment do we really need to create for our organization to, to be able to have that reflection moment? And I think to start with, at the, at the very basic level, it's like, let's carve out the time. Let's make this something that is important to us. And therefore, we step into doing it. Like I think par part of why maybe many leaders or many organizations don't get around to do it, especially at the end of a year or a quarter is because it's just so busy and then you forget, right? So how do we intentionally carve out the time to step into reflection? And it can be as easy as just have some powerful questions. I think as Kendall is speaking to like, for instance, what are you most proud of in the last, if you think about the last year, what are you, what have you been most proud of or what has been blocking you or what has been stopping you from achieving some of the, the goals or the targets or the vision that you set out for the year. And a question that I really like as well is what has this last year felt like? Like, what did it feel like to you? Like, was it something that was super joyful or was it a game of two halves and the first year, half of the year felt really great and awesome and felt super in flow, but the, the second half of the year actually we were completely out of alignment and really get people like rather than just thinking, have we hit those goals? And, you know, what are the ways that we take forward? Like, what has it really felt like to us as an experience of running this business or growing in our organization? 
The other thing I'd add is when we say strategic planning, we often think, oh, get get the leaders around the boardroom and maybe with a whiteboard, a poster if you do work with within. And, you know, they're the people who need to have this conversation. But really what I'm hearing Nikki saying and what I see too is there's so much power in everyone having some version of this conversation and really tapping into what's been the experience for them and what would they like to then their experience moving forward being. And I think you can do, like, if you're a small organization, that feels like totally manageable. And I'm really proud of lots of local businesses in Bozeman who have like carved out, okay, two days at the end of the year, we're going to get together and do this. I think you can also do it really creatively when you're a more hybrid organization or a remote organization. I mean, look at Look at us, for example, we, we've had sort of replicated the type of conversation we wanted to have, but brought our own flavor as three different hubs and then are finding ways to then sort of share the relevant pieces of that organization, oh, sorry, <laughs> relevant pieces of that conversation with everyone across the organization. So I also think like, how can we as leaders really create an opportunity for everybody in the, in an appropriate way in a, and in a meaningful sort of experience have this conversation because if we're not tapping into what the experience of working at this organization has been like for everybody then we're really missing a massive opportunity to get them engaged and be really intentional about what type of experience we're trying to create for them moving forward too. Hmm, that's a great build and even to take that a step further we often do this with leadership teams but it doesn't mean you can't do it as an individual leader as well and really kind of put that personal lens on it. Like, how have I grown as a leader this year? What have I been most proud of in the way that I've led? So there's ways to create team alignment, but also just self-learning and self-alignment too, right? Great. Okay, that's step one. Step two is really all about reconnecting to the why. So let's start by just saying and hearing from the two of you, what's the importance of reconnecting to the why you want to grow. Yeah. When you say why, I immediately go to purpose. Like, why are we here at the highest, at the highest context level? Like, why is our organization in business? Why am I leading this team? Like, whatever level of purpose that that you connect to. And I think it's when you connect to the why, whether it's your personal why or your organizational purpose, you go straight to the heart of what is important to you and what is important to your organization. Like if you, if you think about the work that we do around purpose, like it's so rooted in impact. So it goes directly to the impact that you want to make as an organization. And therefore, like if you want to grow, like should be technically in service of that impact that you're looking to make. So I feel that whenever we speak to leaders around this, it's like, how do you use your purpose or how do you use your why as a reason to gather people around and therefore help them understand, help your team understand like why they're here as well, what their connection to their, their own connection to the purpose is, and therefore how and why we're all going to grow this organization. Yeah, I think also to bring it down a slightly lot, one step down from that too, you know, the nature of strategic planning or thinking about how we want to grow or what we want to achieve in some next defined time period, whether that's like you said, a month, six months, you know, a year, five years, there, there's an element of change there. Like by definition, what do we want to stop doing and start doing and, and where are we trying to get ourselves and what is that going to ask of us? 
And I think that often it's easy for us as leaders to be really connected to that why, especially when we have the privilege of sitting sort of high up the hierarchy of an organisation and and everything we do is really in the context of what is going to drive that impact we're trying to achieve. It's easier for people beneath us to feel less connected to that why and so and just feel like oh another thing we're being asked to do more change more change more change so I think it's really important for us to really help our people connect like we're doing this because of we want to get to that like it's not just me asking you to do something different for the sake of it it's very intentional we're trying to get here because of we're trying to deliver this impact and this is what that's going to take of us so this is what it's going to ask of you and if I feel really connected like Nikki's saying to like of course if that's the thing that's going to move the needle in delivering the impact that I am invested in delivering I'm on board like great yep let's go whereas if I feel quite like oh it's just another thing I'm being asked to do and and we haven't taken the time to draw the connection to that with the impact that people are looking for from their work then it's a much bigger hill we're asking people to climb and it's a much different experience that they're having of the change process within an organization too. All right. Thanks, Kendall. Let's move on to step three, which is all about vision, defining the outcomes that you want to see and setting the intention for how you want to grow. So the question I have for you here is how might you help a leader create an inspiring vision for the future? Who wants to start? Yes. Happy to start. How might we help leaders do this? Yes. Like this is the fun part to me because this is where you can get so creative if you are. And really depending on what the organization is like and their their appetite to step into different ways of, of working and creating, you can get as creative and goofy as you like. Um, an important thing I think to really hone in on first is like, what is the timeline of our vision going to be, right? If we're going to vision for the future, are we just thinking the year ahead? Are we thinking three years ahead? Are we thinking five or 10 years ahead? You know, what's what's that kind of, you know, appetite like that the leader has? And I think it really also depends, yeah, what they what they want to achieve with it, right? Like often we work with leaders that are really wanting to focus on a, on a vision for growth and really looking at growth, like, through through a holistic lens so how can we make sure that the growth becomes not just more and more and better and bigger right but also takes into account our people and the culture that we're looking to create here and the impact we want to have on the for the people that we serve and then it's all about like how are we going to create that how are we going to create that picture of the future like we very much see the vision as an exciting picture of the future and what kind of conditions are we going to do the visioning exercise in, so to speak. So something we did with one of our clients in London, this was during summer actually, and it's a, a recruitment and executive search firm in the sustainability space. We brought 30, 40 actually of their people together in one in one big room and created an entire day that allowed them to really dream big and dream into the future. For them, the time horizon was five years from now, so it was 2027. And what does our organization look and feel like when it comes to the impact that we're having on 
our community? Like how are we organized and set up for success to really drive the results that we want to see? And therefore, what does that mean our culture needs to be to be able to deliver them? And it was not just like involving the, the top, top leaders. It was inviting people from around their business, which is currently operating in like four different markets globally. And really everyone like getting that a big group of people involved with different voices, like from different business parts of their business, really hearing what they have to say about what they would like the future of this organization to be. Yeah. To me, that's one of the most joyful aspects of our work, really get people creative and thinking and outside of their comfort zone out of their day job in a different environment like you can go nuts with magazines sharpies like play-doh lego like you name it and you can bring it in and that's a short heap of fun yeah love that yeah i love what you're sharing i think there's two parts that you've mentioned like how do we create the conditions for people to even have this sort of conversation or, or move through this type of thinking exercise? And what is the sort of tool that we use to get them thinking and really stretching their thinking? And so, I, I mean, I've done this, I've taken people on a hike and then like had them sitting at the top of a mountain looking over birds, you know, really get, we really need to pull people out of the day-to-day and get them thinking bigger. So what's going to enable them to do that? Sometimes it's space, sometimes it's a completely different change of environment sometimes it's a a a totally new way to look at things like go to an art exhibition like have a really immersive experience and then have this type of powerful conversation using what you just experienced as an anchor I remember Jeff and I doing this work with a company in Boulder in Colorado too and we just had it was a brewery and so we had them go and find things in the environment that represented what some of the picture that they saw and it, it's such a fun way to sort of tap into what different people bring that like there were skis on the table there was a, a glass beaker on the table and all I've done it in Bozeman with another company there was a sprinkler on the table right and so it's really just like what what can we find that starts to unlock you know what we want to see in our future so that we can start moving towards it but I think let's be very clear that there's two parts how do we create the conditions for people to have this type of conversation and then how do we really stretch them to to get have a lot of fun really I mean I'm pretty partial also to a meditation or a sort of visualization activity that we would lead as the way to get them into a different frame of mind and then anything that gets people up and moving and active and having to go on a treasure hunt and find things that sort of represent what they can find see in the future is a really fun way to bring something that can be very like well let's get our excel spreadsheet out so no let's not do that let's go and have a lot of fun with this i love that and i i really like the the scavenger hunt around the office because then that beaker becomes an anchor for that moment when they did that vision with you. And then they see this inanimate object, a beaker, and it reminds them like, oh, that's a connection to our vision. I've done that with a few clients and it's really nice to have that experience. Great. And I think you can use all exercises and anchors too to help unlock why we need to be doing this. I remember building, like having my clients all stand in a circle and like we threw a ball of wool around the room to sort of understand who needed to be connected to each other as the precursor of like, okay, so if this is the sort of connection web that we're trying to build in 2025 or whenever the future is, now let's really start to think about who we need to be, what needs to be present in our culture and stuff. So you can get really creative 
priming them for why they need this, you can get really creative. Doing the exercise, you can get really creative, helping them step out of the day-to-day. Yeah, I love a good visualization as well. And I think of the visualization is such a good way of really stretch them what you're linking to what you're saying candle like to really go like what is different like if it's five years from now what is different and often that's such a question or like a like a nudge that we need to give when we work with leaders it's like it's not now it's what is different from now what do you see in five years time and really try to kind of push them because sometimes you know people forget that what they're actually visioning about is in the future and it's not describing the current state so like that kind of little nudge around, okay, but how is that different? And why is that, why is that important that it, that it, it's different in that way? And a visualization is a great way of doing that. And I think a visualization is a really powerful tool if you have the, I wouldn't say privilege, but <laughs> the added challenge of doing this in a hybrid environment. So you know, we're sort of talking about things that are very tangible and in the moment and we can't hike up a mountain unless we're all together. We can't go on a scavenger hunt around the office unless we're together. But your a shared visualization, no matter where you are anywhere in the world, can be a really powerful shared experience. And then, you know, your home office work. So you can have everyone going and finding something in their office and sort of bringing that sort of cultural flavor or personal flavor into the conversation too. So there's definitely ways you can do this in a really powerful and meaningful way if you don't have the luxury of being in person yeah yeah those are some great tips for our leaders that have hybrid or remote teams i like that a lot great okay so in step three we have the vision which is sort of defining what we want things to look like at a set amount of time we also have intention so what is an intention for growth maybe we could start there and how might you help a leader set an intention for growth? What's an intention for growth? Let's start there. Well, I, th- I think it's the being that, that is the partner to the doing, right? I think we, we work with lots of leaders who have fallen out of love with their business. They, they totally believe it, the impact is still profound in what they want to be doing in the world, but the experience of doing it is not no longer joyful, right? And so sometimes, to Nikki's point before, it's not just about more, more, more. It's about reimagining the experience of that. But we can't do that if we're so focused on the doing, 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 right? So it's it's really tapping into what would we like this to feel like. And sometimes it's helpful to think about what it has felt like and if we want that to be different. You know, sometimes you don't need to do that. It's just really like how would we like this to feel moving forward? And so the more we can counter, like, how do we want it to feel, that's going to then influence what we want to do. If we want, we, I, we did this work with this awesome company in Canada last year where we really explored what had growth felt like previously, and that was like being dragged behind a galloping horse, right? And so when we just stopped and paused and said, okay, and what would we like it to feel like moving forward? Well, we would like it to feel like we were gracefully riding a unicorn in a beautiful forest, right? So it's a radically different experience. But that was such a powerful anchor to shape every single decision that was then. Okay, no, we're not doing any more sprints, right? Because that's the horse dragging us along sort of (laughs) at its mercy. What we're going to do is slow everything down. That doesn't mean that we need to necessarily change our impact goals. It means that we need to approach them with a radically different mindset. And so it can be a creative constraint. It can also be a massive 
creative unlocker because we now have this really powerful intention that we're trying to bring into the experience of the doing and that then unlocks powerful questions for us like well if that's what I need if that's what I'm looking to experience or if that's what I would love to to be creating as an experience for my people what's that asking of me who do I need to be as well as what do I need to be doing and so that really powerful partner to the doing which is the being yeah I completely echo what what Kendall just said I think it's the the intention is the energy that you want to bring to it, right? So what is the what is the energy and the experience of what what growth is going to be like for us? And the the key word here, be, as as Kendall already said. And if we set this intention together, how do we hold that intention throughout throughout the year, right? How can we make sure that we have an anchor for it, for instance? Or maybe it's a beautiful phrase like gracefully riding the unicorn together something that people can really connect to you know so that you can also start to use it and it can become part of your language and your vocabulary right so then when you go through the year and your team feels stuck or it's you know you might be running at a pace where you go a million miles an hour and it's really not the energy you want to bring to it like can be a great reminder like hey team let's reconnect to this what do we need to reconnect to this energy you know what do we need as individuals? What do we need as a team? How can we bring it back to that? Yeah. And it serves as a, as a great way of keeping the right sort of flow and pace throughout the year. Love that. Yeah. The anchor for leaders is really helpful, isn't it? It's like anchor or even maybe like a filtering system. Like, does it feel like we're still gracefully riding? Okay. Something needs to change. I like that one a lot. And it become, I love what you're saying there too, Anika, and it becomes not just the anchor for leaders but you know I've seen often leaders put that out in in the open and say hey this is our intention like collectively is this what we want the experience of work to be like yes of course who doesn't want to be gracefully riding along on unicorn together you, you know people you all have the opportunity to call us when we're doing things in a way that is going to prevent this from being the experience like this is not just me saying like okay, this is my wish and like, good luck. It's, it's really an invitation for all of you to be the light or be the torch that sort of is shone up and say, to, to say, hold on a minute, <laughs> what, can we just revisit or get curious about why we might do it this way? Because is this not going to go back to having us experience being dragged by the horse? What if we challenged ourselves to find a new way which would still unlock the graceful riding? So I, yeah, I think it can be really powerful for leaders, obviously, and it can help them fall in love, back in love with the business that they're owning. But I think it can also be a really powerful rally cry, if you like, for them to bring all their people around. Yeah, love that. absolutely. Yeah, I love that too. And that sort of also reminded me, like, the power of setting an intention, right? Also as an individual, like if you think about like, how would I, how would I personally like this like next three months to feel, you know, or this month even, what is the intention I'm holding to that? Like, how can I bring myself back to that? Like when it comes to personal growth and really trying to manage your own energy, setting the right boundaries for yourself so you can really like go after the vision that you've set with the rest of your organization. I find it a really powerful tool to, work with like setting intention for teams for organizations for yourself yeah it can really help you tap into those sort of qualities in yourself that don't sort of pop out immediately <laughs> like oh you know maybe 
if this is my intention, what I'm going to need to bring to the next three months is a ton of curiosity. And that's going to be a stretch for me because maybe it's not the thing that I reach for when things get tough. So I think it can really help you as a leader step into bringing the things that like aren't your first response so that you can sort of get build a, a stronger muscle around well, what's what's really what's it really going to take here for me as the leader of this organization or for this as an individual so that I can support my people to experience and, and contribute to us having this thing that we've decided we want love that okay let's keep moving so we've done step one, which is reflection. Step two, reconnecting to the why. Step three, setting the vision and intention. And step four is really the how. How are we going to create the change? How are we going to do the doing? If the intention is the be, now it's time to actually step into the how. So the question I've got for you here are, what are some of the ways you've brought the vision and intention to life with leaders? How have you really built out the how for them? or with them? Well, I think there's lots of creative ways to do this. Many organizations already do this bit quite well. <laughs> I think for me, it's always how can we stop telling people what they should do and start inviting people into shaping what we see as the, the first step or the first experiment we want to have in service of delivering on these outcomes. So I think once you have set that once you have that clarity, really the next step is is bringing your people around it so that they can then step into aligning on how they would like to contribute or, or the opportunity that they see for them as a team lead or as a department or, you know, depending on the organisation. But I think for me, how are we going to do this? We're going to put that question out to our people and we're going to crowdsource what they think is going to be and then debate like what comes up and, and sort of get all collectively get on the same bus but but we we stop thinking that we need to tell them how we do it and we start inviting them to to co-create that with us well like yeah loved what what you just said Kendall I feel totally this is the moment where you involve your people and really it's an opportunity to empower them right and really let them step into the power and tap into their wisdom that they hold because we are a big fan of like obviously involve the people that are impacted by the decisions that you're making. And if you set a vision in a way, it's kind of making a decision of the direction that you're going and like how you're going to get there. Your people are going to do that for you as leaders, right? Like your teams are going to drive that. So to me, it's just a no-brainer no that they have to have a say in, in how you might go about that and really give them some autonomy and freedom to, to play with that. And again... Like there's different ways of going about it because it's almost start to sound, when you start to plan, it almost becomes a strategy, right? Like, so if this is our vision, what is our strategy for getting there? And there's creative ways you can do that as well. Like if you think about like your vision being some sort of timeline into the future, like can you put in some lily pads that are really going to be your milestones? What are going to be the key unlockers, for instance, without going into masses of detail and helping people understand like, okay, if this is a five-year vision, where are we after year one? Where are, where are we after year two? And then to be able to get there, what are the, what are the things that we really need to group around as a team? What, are, what is really going to be important? 
And alongside that, I think to also explore what are the things that might be stopping us or like standing in our way, you know, what are our blockers or what can we anticipate the blockers might be that we come across? So we yeah, are prepared for those and how might we overcome them? I always find very interesting in terms of the conversation. I think there's something really energizing when you elevate a strategic plan from like, oh, we need to do X, Y, and Z times 27 to like, what are the three key shifts we're looking to make, which is really what Nikki's speaking to as well. Like, how do we get clear on like what the first one or two steps are and not be too attached to like planning out steps four and five, because we really won't know whether where where exactly we are, what new things have arisen, what things we smashed out of the park in three months that we thought were going to take a year and what things that we still slogging away at after a year, even though we thought it was going to be three months. So I think how can you help people get really clear on the first couple of steps and how do you help them elevate? Like the three key shifts we're trying to make here are X, Y, and Z. So rather than like, okay, and here's your list of 27 things. Yeah, I love that candle. And like, especially because you don't know what the future holds, right? It's such an unknown and a plan never goes to plan. So if you completely like plan it out to the minutiae, yeah, you also get quite a shock if you then need to pivot and you don't have the flexibility and the agility to do that. So absolutely. And then there's that creative element too. Like what what is the way that we want to package this that feels very of us? So to go back to that outdoor company, like what's what's the next waypoint that we need to get to? Or what's the next, you know, can on the on the pathway that we're trying to get to? Like really just sort of helping people feel connected to this process in the essence of who you are as an organization and the impact that you're trying to have can really, I mean, for such a small thing, can really unlock some really exciting energy around what many people have a story around being a pretty boring or excel spreadsheet <laughs> yeah but i think you're highlighting such an important point because the format this is going to roll out in is super important right so it's like it needs, it needs to be in a format that really works for your organization and excel spreadsheet definitely do not work for everyone so what is what is the really kind anyone, of but... yeah okay maybe yeah <laughs> so yeah what works for you really like and what like how can you make it create like whether it's a document or an, another anchor or whatever so it becomes something that is lived in the business right and people can really grab onto and want to pursue yeah into the future fabulous all right those are our four steps so we're we're nearing the end now, which is great. Thank you so much for sharing some of these stories from around your corners of the world and and your clients. Let's just zoom out for a quick second and reconnect to what this four-step process even enables. So if we're really trying to bring intention to our growth and we follow these four steps, what does this enable for us as leaders? Well, I think it enables us to rally all our people around being on the journey and powerful allies on that journey. And I think it puts us back in the driver's seat of doing it in a way that is powerful and meaningful and that we can and love and that will similarly be powerful and meaningful and have our people continue to want to be on this journey with us. So for me, it's a massive unlocker of potential and energy. Yeah, and to just build on that, I think it's also a huge opportunity for connection, right? 
how fun that you rally your entire team or organization around this and really get everybody's voice in the mix and, you know, hear, hear different perspectives. So, yeah, I feel it really helps with inclusion and really helps with connection. Great. And I'll build on that one more time too, which is really around clarity and momentum. Like once you have this clarity, connection comes sometimes even just from the clarity of everyone knowing exactly what's happening and how it's going to happen. And then once everyone's moving in the same direction, momentum is, is inevitable because we're all connected. We're all aligned. We have a clear plan of moving forward and the momentum just goes from there. So lovely. I actually had a leader ask me a week ago, like, but Kendall, do you really think that clarity and that alignment is possible, you know, as an organization of like 130 people? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> but you have to invest in doing this. And when you have been in a period of massive growth and moving from in-person to hybrid and stuff, this is often the thing that has fallen off the priority list. And so what a great opportunity to like put it back at the top and Really, when you understand that this is the thing that's going to provide that clarity, build that connection, unlock the potential of everyone being on the journey and a journey that they're inspired to be on, it's pretty easy to like move it back up the priority list. Yeah, I love that. Great. Well, thank you both so much for being here and sharing stories from your, your clients and the leaders you're supporting. Hope this is helpful for our leader listeners and they can kind of jump into this four step in their way and bring it to life in their way. So thanks so much for being here, both of you. Thanks Thank for, you having, for me. having me. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Super <laughs> fun. Thank you so much. No worries. Have a great 2023. Right. Yeah. Happy 2023, everyone. <laughs> well, happy end of 2022 as well. <laughs> True. We're not quite done yet. <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. All right. Thank you. Thanks, ladies. Happy.